is the morning of the 14th of August 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivombi. Thank you very, very much for joining me for this day's episode. Um, another great day to actually be glad that I had a creative fever. And when I say creative fever, I mean this. The conventional hours of which sleep was supposed to be granted were denied. However, in my defense, I will say this. I got a, I got a good five hours before else happened. And when I did that to myself, it actually came to an advantage. I am slowly learning uh, different concepts of, uh, of literature and by saying that i'd like to say this also that there's curiosities i've had for the last i think two to three months that are actually continuing to fester and manifest themselves in the best way possible and from what i've been learning the last couple of days and even what i've learned prior to making this recording i have to say there's loads of information we've been missing out on and i cannot thank the internet enough for letting lecturers just decide to be recorded and put their stuff online it's like the best thing ever for example there's one thing i was debating yesterday and i don't know if i mentioned it here but if i didn't let me mention it now i am debating paying for master classes that have been advertised on youtube predominantly i've been seeing the ad not only on youtube actually i've seen them also on instagram and the the master class is basically people in particular fields be it in literature or in acting uh, as far as theater and cinema where they break down the lessons they've learned and how they execute their, their particular take on acting like some people have had 30 plus year careers and most of them beat in catering all the way up to acting and when you see the ads that they create it's like i think three minutes long it's the few ads on youtube i never skip like a masterclass for example neil gaiman does a masterclass and seeing him it, it just it, it moves me because what the first time i saw or ever heard of neil gaiman unfortunately for comic book fans you're going to be disappointed it was not from reading the book sandman i am yet to read the book sandman and the reason is this i didn't i i i typically read a book based upon if i like the art or not and i came to know of him thanks to the interviews he did for uh origins a history of of of, of comic books uh, of dc comics and it's a documentary that was made some years back and if you look at that book and that which they did i think it was during the 75th anniversary of the superman character or the company as a whole and seeing him speak and having him talk about how everyone told him that maybe he should consider a different career instead of writing because the industrial age has always had its children suffer as a result of it and i'll put it in this particular shape and form i have always been debating um the whole concept of why those younger than i am have a hard time dealing with that which is the world we live in and by that i mean this there's copious amounts of information that come out every 24 hours round the clock and i mean around the world and every single one of us are we are a click away or a cookie away from getting that information or getting that feed and since we're so overwhelmed to a certain extent bombarded by all this information our first extent of reaction would be to panic and I would be remiss if I said I've never panicked about how much information I could actually find online. I mean, when when I come across websites that if you pay a subscription or not, that you could watch any movie ever released or watch specific movies made by that platform that that you want to enjoy, or take it as far as uh, you could go to um, 
other sites which are bootlegging movies from blockbuster companies but you still get the chance to watch it quality or otherwise and seeing that now imagine being born into a world where all this information exists and you don't even have to corner yourself to one pocket will that not overwhelm you will that not hit you hard and it started making me think back to some of the lectures i've been watching for example on because i've been curious about philosophy for a minute and what philosophy stands for and one of my brothers has decided he's going to take philosophy as uh the study he takes in campus and i wish him all the grace and success in the world i mean to have a person related to me have that curiosity on their own without having been pushed in that direction by any other member of the family is such a beautiful thing to witness and i can't wait to see what he achieves in his endeavors my whole take was i started thinking about the whole idea of the romantic period and the romantic period's flaws towards all else that has existed since its birth and by that i mean this um in the romanticism that started according to certain uh clips i've watched on youtube and some of, some of the small small articles i've actually given myself the chance to actually read knowing that my attention span really escapes after like six paragraphs and i need to work on that i really need to just learn how to take a breather and keep reading but the thing i love about visual consumption because of the youtube stuff it's only 10 plus minutes and i can just go all the way in and enjoy everything i do which is why lately i'm trying to make sure that the episodes are not anything more than 20 minutes because i know sometimes i go on a tangent and i make 37 minutes plus and i apologize if that makes you guys uncomfortable but i think it's only fair that you get it straight off the bat this is how far i go as far as my thinking is concerned now let's think about our perception of the romanticism now whenever the word romance comes into mind we keep on thinking about romantic love as far as between two individuals and i say individuals because i do not want to reserve it to gender now by keeping it towards that we i feel miss out on so much more of what the romanticism was from what i've been seeing so far these are some of the small small conclusions i've drawn thus far they may change in time and I'm not, I'm not uh, outside the realm of possibility that I'm not sure that what I'm concluding is right. But according to how I've seen it, romanticism was born as a rebuke against industrialism. The industrial age began in small part in the, seven, in the late 1700s, building up towards the 1800s and the 1900s. And now the 2000s are now bearing fruit of the industrial age the industrial age i think to a great extent is the reason for slavery on overdrive it's the reason for um servitude being kept to certain communities in certain parts of the world where they say that this particular group of people or this particular race of people will forever be in servitude to this particular race of people based on the color of the skin or the shade of the skin even if they are the same people it's weird and as a re- rebuke from being tied too close to that which was the industrial age it became that which we see in our current age we are going through our own kenyan version or if not a continental version depends on the country we are going through our own romantic period it's a beautiful thing to see put it to you this way for the longest time the idea of comedy was slapstick in kenya to have a rise of stand-up comedy is proof of freedom of expression to have a time where you could be 
a renaissance type painter in regards to you try to make uh, more human looking characters come to life or you could also in the same space be a person who does caricatures and earn a living from it or in the same breath be the kind of person who makes impressionist art or uh, romantic type art where it's all about the color and how you feel in regards to how the color hits you it's beautiful to see now initially when i started this podcast i talk about the overwhelming nature of how the young are coming across the romantic period and what is to be romanticized if you will and by doing so i noticed this the young mind that would really like to execute that which is their passions feels so pushed to the side and so none paid attention to that they feel the best resort to take is to martyr themselves to the cause in the initial stages of what the romantic period was there's a character they mentioned whose name escapes me but he at the age of 11 was already a profound poet and as far as talent is concerned he was considered quite frankly a very very talented young man and by the time he hit 17 he felt that they don't want to publish my work they don't want to give me the chance to do what i want my family wants me to be a lawyer i don't want any of this and so he chose allegedly to end himself and the romantics chose to say some of the romantics from the area he comes from in europe said he's the first martyr to this cause and as a result the whole idea of losing yourself or letting go of the confines of life because your passions are not being allowed to be set free it beca- it kind of began there i mean the the story written by goethe about von goethe and how he young werther actually it was werther who was the character in the story he falls in love with a woman who is married and his love for her overwhelms him so much so and now it gets to a point where his passions he can't fight his passions anymore and he tries to open up to her but she's not willing to leave the man that she's with and so he kills himself as a result of that apparently in certain parts of europe many people took their own lives young men in particular because of that same situation look at the current age we're living in right now rational thinking human beings and rational thinking people in their late teens and all the way up to the adults are finding themselves so confined and so restrained in this existence that we have that they feel the only way to be free is to end it but i do not feel that i personally even after and still as i go through my current day and age of dealing with burnout and learning burnout because it's the first time i've actually experienced it in nowhere in the list of things to check is stepping away from existence it's not even we're not even putting that on the table it's not on the table at all because i think about it in the sense of because of how i've dealt with things since i i was raised into knowledge of understanding case in point my very first places of lessons as far as my existence is concerned was i'd probably go with the home watching how my family did things now that's the observance of a child now as a child then you're taken to places which are considered the lord's house you're taken to church and my new understanding of how society should function how society should be 
is based upon what I was taught in church. Then you reach your teens. Now, 17 is when I gave myself the name point blank. 17 is when I decided I'm going to be unapologetic about that which I love. But I still hadn't found the proper level to say I had hard stances. Enough to say this is it and I don't care where it drops me or anything like that. My convictions hadn't really taken root. I hadn't taken shape because I was 17 years old. I was still and I wasn't paying bills. I wasn't in any position of responsibility. I was still learning how to be a person. <laughs> Forget being an adult, being a person. Thank God for the high school I went to because they were more concerned about making the man than the grades you would have. I mean, yes, the grades would have been awesome, but they made a better man of me, I'd like to think. Now, come away from that, and then you start thinking about how you get into a career, and then you'd also like to have passionate love as a result of it. And cold-blooded, 1,000% conviction has been what I've been looking for in myself. Because you want to have in your existence and in your passions no degree of wavering as far as your stances if you say this is what you stand for as far as your craft you want to be that forever however you're willing to adapt to any new thing that comes that betters that which was your first initial thought by making it even more welcoming to others a conclusion that was drawn about the romantic period was this. They assumed that you have to be caged away from the world, which is not what I intend to do as of now, because I know as much as I'd like to be assumed to be a person who's really out there, let me paint you a picture of what I mean by being so introverted as far as my craft is concerned. When you meet me in a typical sense, when you see me as far as my work in entertainment is concerned, you see me on stages, rocking stages, you see me with DJs, rocking parties, you see me on comic conventions talking about my books, you see me in certain events talking about the things that inspire the comic books I create or the arts I create, you see me in public settings having a good time, having a dance and everything, but 90% of my time is spent in introvertedly and it came to I came to realize this just this morning that both places where I, I, I lay my head and where I work I'm at the corner I'm in the far end of every space that I exist in currently I will step out of it to go soak in some sunshine and then come back but I'm always in the corner. So the walks I take to the work to the workplace and back are the places where I get to now experience the world as a whole. But it's weird that in a world of such technologies, I don't take enough initiative to make phone calls or to even be around people because I, I give myself such weighty responsibilities that I want to convict the world with proper material. And the romantics would like to have them make a stamp into the world or a stamp on the world so that when the next level of people who get romantic come out they have something they could actually reach out to my angle towards this is this being at the, as there's no template that actually dictates that which is a creative mind and a creative source and a creative field it would be it would be a failure in my part and notice I'm using very harsh words. It would be a failure in my part if I don't make enough of a contribution for the next generation of people who take over to have something to at least glance over. One mistake they say of many people who exist in 
the romantic poetic world is the older they get the harder their stances and the more they become these people who stand on soapboxes and just yell at people dictating what the world should be or what the craft should be i used to have that problem with hip-hop i felt that it was important for us to hold on to what it was before however it has adapted into new things what i've chosen to do is at least in the existence of that which it has become in the peripheral of that i should be able to make a contribution of that which is its root it's why whenever i speak about hip-hop on lit 360 the re-up i make sure to speak from an eloquent place and from a clear place in that those who come from different crafts that are not tied to the entertainment i love and thrive on see where the sense is because it would be wrong for you to assume that the kind of craft i enjoy is only enhanced through substances i mean there's a line by members of della soul or member of della soul his name is, is escapes me and he says salute these great mcs for being brighter and not using weed as a ghostwriter that's just one way of saying that there's no there's no reason to really blame a substance for that which is a perfect form of creativity in the romance that i have with the arts and everything i have found new role models to actually tie to and that's why the whole thing about masterclass came into my mind most of the artists most of the writers i think they are they are artists they're creative writers so they're artists in their own right most of them say they have their family life and then after they spend quality time with their families they then go and create all this other work which ends up being released as novels and all these other things now hearing a person in the field 30 years on say that changes my perception of how i'm supposed to do things granted i have to make small small adjustments in the current state and in life that i'm in but i am willing to make those sacrifices because i will not be a martyr to my cause the craft does not need any more victims it needs more champions that being said i shall play the role of champion as best as i can be it's not for any accolade or anything of that shape or form the best accolade i can get is when a person who actually sees the work i create or listens to the work i create picks it up and finds a clue to lead them to what they want to do in that regard every sacrifice that has to be made for me to have sanity um, camaraderie love passion all the sacrifices that have been made for that to exist now take front uh, they go front and center they take center stage it's time for me to do that i haven't done it before but i shall begin to do it now with that being said i'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this do feel free to share it and share with your friends because these thoughts are not just my mental rambles to just make sure that i have a memoir outside but it's also for me to be able to engage with you and share with you that which i think if you find any value in it please share it with your friends if you don't find any value with it please reach out to me and let's talk let's have a conversation on twitter whatsapp whatever whatever app you have find me talk to me let me know what you think with that being said i will return to this statement because it still gives me a driving force like none other be caesar or be nothing at all god bless and thanks to a friend of mine who says it better than i ever could od odero thank you so much for coming up with this let me just say it one more time uno god bless